Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about craft beers and video games. I'm Ben. It's episode 249. What? I know. I am joined probably for about 230 of those by Lucy. Nah. No, I reckon? It's less than that. Alright, 210. (laughs) Probably still less. There's no way to know. I've been and counting, of course I have, yeah. <laughs> every week, marked it off on your <laughs> yeah. special board. Um, and for about 245 of those, maybe? Less. So no. so I, I started in episode 4 or 5, but okay. I, there, was, there were a few where I wasn't around. Right. For time zone reasons, okay. etc. So maybe 240. Same. I and I think, you've missed, I think you've missed two, two Ben. Oh, wow. I think it's like very few. But there have been a couple Lucina Dillisodes. Yeah. Uh, so what we're saying is next week when we do episode 250, there'll be no one except the listener who has actually been there for all 250 episodes. That's it. I'm just going to go live. I'm just going to put a can of beer in the screen and just, I won't even pour it. Just, just put yeah. it there for people to look at for the whole episode. Um, that's a good point. A good jumping in point for our <laughs> beers. Lucy. Mm. We're going to start with you this week, because it's been a while. It has. It's been a while. Too long. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting out on beers that I don't know where they came from. Um, oh, just mystery beers. Up. Sorry? Mystery beers. Yes, mystery beers. Uh, I assume they came from a supermarket. Which one? Okay. I don't know. But uh, this one, I was just like, yeah, let's try something I have no expectations of and Fair. don't know what I'm going to get maybe I'll be surprised uh, starting 2021 that doesn't sound right <laughs> throwing a curveball um, this one is Pilsner 4.6% Pilsner it hmm. says the 1079 project on the can um is this is that the name of the borough? Or... Who knows? I reckon. I oh. I don't know whether it is Audi. It might be a little beer. Yeah, I think because I think there is. I think there's an Audi beer which is very very similar, like a little three thirty mil pilsner, which has got some kind of number on the front. Yeah, but you get them in four packs. Right. I believe it did come in a four pack. Okay. Okay. I did not drink the other three. <laughs> this is, a, this is <laughs> one in the four pack. And we are local to an Aldi, so. Right. Well mm. done, Ben. You see? You could be a like a beer archaeologist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do they exist? Uh, well, it does do, I think they're just archaeologists. <laughs> yeah. I'd need to know a lot more about. Trappist beers, I think. Yeah. Uh, this one says uh, dry. Probably more like mead. Meady. No, this is not meady. Uh, this is dry hop for a bright, 
refreshing and joyously, joyously crisp flavour. Sorry, it's the light is shining off the can, so I can't really <laughs> see it. Um, joyously crisp flavour, crafted using, I think that's 285 years of Dutch brewing craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. It's Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 330ml can, 4.6%. Oh, so it is a little beer. It is a little beer. But it's an Aldi Lidl beer? It's an Aldi Lidl beer. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what are you opening yes. this week? You, you said you, you had little beers as well. Well, I said I had light beers. Oh. Uh, this is a 330ml, 5.2%. Dry hopped wheat called dry hopped wheat, or if you read it as you normally would, Drohaye Opatped. <laughs> but I believe it's supposed to be read dry hopped wheat. I thought that was just like your best Flemish accent or something. <laughs> uh, we created this, so this is by. Who is this by? Free assembly. We created this slightly hazy and hoppy wheat beer with one nod to German style and another to the U.S. Tropical and citrus hoppy notes with that lovely wheaty mouthfeel. Prost! And free assembly uh, is a U.K. company, but this was brewed in Germany for them. Okay. Uh, If you're keeping score, uh, that means you probably can't get it easily, thanks to Brexit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. You've got to keep that Beer 52 subscription just to be able to get these European beers now. Oh, I think Beer 52 is going to have the same problem, my friend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whatever they've got in their warehouses, what they've got. It's just a mess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, we're, we're a video game podcast, so clearly politics can't be mentioned. So. We won't talk about it again. Politics and video exactly. games? Exactly. Who, who, you know, yeah, even, the, e- even democracy, the game... Isn't there's no politics in that? That's just a mechanic, no. just a mechanic yeah. to get to the end. Uh, right, I'm going to open up a double IPA. Ooh, two double IPAs this week. The first is from Pomona Island. This is Ermagerd Derper. Ermagerd. Ermagerd. Yeah, say just it right. what I wanted: a beer dry hopped with Citra, Vic Secret, Simcoe, Enigma. What style is it? Oh my god. That's it. That's all the flavor text. Okay. Uh, at least it gives us the hops. doesn't give us anything else. It is 8%, 440ml can. I liked it because it had a goose on it. Yeah. That's a very good can. That's mm. a. Is it a label that's shiny or is it. It is the label. How oh, good. So you, oh, yeah, I see now. Sorry. The lighting was such that it looked board. like the can and the label were the same mm-hmm. color, but they're clearly not. No. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very um, pale purple. Very pale purple. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice big smell off the nose. But Lucy, we'll come back to you first. Yeah. Uh, for the, it's a Pilsner, isn't it? Yes. It's very mm. clear. Completely transparent. Yeah. Clearly a pilsner. Yep. It's got a. It's got that lagery pilsner smell. Good start. Yeah, a bit. Bit. Um. Forgotten all my beer words. It's been so it's been long. Too, it's yeah. been too long, Lucy. <laughs> Citrusy. That's the one. 
Quite citrusy nose. Nice. Mm. The most basic of beer words as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's got a um, got a nice ambery colour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you're you're thinking about the clarity. Like I can see mm. kind of details on your desk behind. Yeah. Um, through it. It's been a while since I've had a clear ass clear beer. But yeah, Which it's probably from a nice white terms. head as well. Yeah, it's, it's dissipated a bit, but yeah, it's very carbonated bubbles still flying up the glass. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. very malty. Very malty. Um, like a teaser. Oh man, no. I, I was resisting. <laughs> Not quite. Um... Yeah, it's got a nice malty backbone. It's um, it's still quite light. Um, hasn't got that. <laughs> Mal- oh. Sorry, malty Go backbone on. was my stage name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's, I it's, tried to hold back. It's fine. It, <laughs> you giving me time to, you know, collate my thoughts anyway. Ruminate. Um, yeah, you're still getting a light bit of citrus as well on the taste. Um, mm-hmm. It's not terrible, you know. It's it's not bad. I don't okay. know if it's because it's been so long since I had a lager. In fact, scratch that. Mm-hmm. I had um, Brew Dogs, uh, Brew Dogs forward slash, um, gosh, what's their name? The guys who were on our podcast, the Clean Water Lager. Oh, Brew Brewgoody, yes, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had I had one of theirs uh, on Monday. So, ah, yeah, this this is okay. It's all right. Nice. I mean, I'd say it's not, you know, leaps and bounds beyond just you know, macro <laughs> and lagers mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. pilsners, but it's not bad. I seem to remember with that beer, uh, you know, regularly shopping in Aldi. If it is the Audi one, yeah, um, they do uh, like a Rheinbacker as well, which mm-hmm. is a which is a pilsner, which is really nice. Uh, it comes in five hundred mil cans. It's like two pound fifty for a four pack. Yeah, and one week oh, wow. I thought uh, in the summer I'll try that four pack instead, the, the three thirty mil uh, pilsner. And whilst I thought this is you know it's an, it's a good enough beer, it's nice and light, it's easy to drink in the day. I did wake up with a headache the next morning, <laughs> and it's the only beer to have done that to me. I did drink all four. So it's the only beer to have done that to me for a long time that I've you know hmm. only had four cans but f- yeah. felt just that kind of dehydration from it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not too gassy. It's mm. it's not too um, heavy. It's it, it has quite a bit of bitterness at the end, and I think getting a lot of that from the malt as well, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not overpowering. It's it it's quite easy, I think. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's quite thin as mm. well, so that helps. But yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Good, good. Uh, you enjoy that, Adol. We'll come back to you. Yeah. Free assembly wheat beer. Yeah. So it's it definitely has that sort of danky tangy nose of of a wheat beer, but mm-hmm. there's also some some citrus and some like tropical floral note yeah all quite light um the mostly that's that 
sort of more danky sourness that's but it's it's coming through the very light floral topical nice that looks like a really good looking mm. beer mm. yeah it's it's hazy as all hell yeah um the uh, there we go um <laughs> yeah i gotta i keep forgetting to turn off that stupid blur when i'm looking at um beers but uh pretty th- Thin, uh, thick head in, uh, in like consistency, but like only a few milliliters thin, uh, mm-hmm. deep. Um, it's really, really nice. Uh, I think it's a five point two percent. I said um, the mouth, yeah, five point two percent. The mouthfeel is quite. It's got a nice thicker feel to it. Okay. Um, so even though it's kind of, it's not too um, alcoholic, it does give. It tastes a little heavier than. So it sort of feels like it's punching above its weight, mm. um, and that's really good for the again the, that um, that combination of tropicals slightly tropical. I'd say a little bit bit of citrus as well. Underneath, it, it is actually what it says is like it, it's a dry hopped wheat beer. Like it's a wheat beer at its heart, the core. Uh, but I think the, the the hopping that's gone on is giving it a little more tropical and and making the that sort of soury, tarty uh, wheat beer uh, taste, it sort of skewed, pulls that to more a bit more of a dankier um, tartness or sourness mm-hmm. um, than you normally would have. And, and that's really interesting to me. It's like, it definitely doesn't taste like a traditional wheat beer because it's pulled away. Uh, but it tastes really good. Um, it's quite unique. Really th- thick, but easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm quite enjoying this. I also... I might actually nurse this one just because uh, the taste curve is quite interesting. Uh, that that um, kind of has a bit of a bitter f- part of the finish, mm-hmm. and then it, it sort of finishes kind of kind of more like a traditional wheat beer, and so that that's very interesting. And it's quite a long finish, so I'm kind of happy to take a small sip and then go through that sort of taste experience rather than. I think the past few weeks I've had quite a few beers which are like pretty simple on the finish so it's like cool i what i like is like the initial interplay of flavors so i'm just going to keep going back for those yeah. but we'll see we'll see it's famous last words right oh this probably takes me all up so dude oh it's gone <laughs> i mean mine is going back real quickly so well, I mean, I mean, mine free I beer it. podcast for me. well yeah so ben how's yours it's got a lo- it's got a lovely nose to it um, it's a little clear. It's it's sort of a, a, a. It looks very hazy on the on the camera, but there is just a little bit of uh, of translucence to it. Not much, but I can see my finger at least sort of through the through the glass. It's a nice sort of orange hue to it. Very deep where my uh, sort of hand reflects through. Uh, or not reflects, but I can see it sort of through and. It has a nice tropical nose, a little bit of melon on there, maybe a tiny hint of mm. orange, but this nice pininess to the nose as well. Oh, oh, goddamn. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it, I'm just going to drink it. All right, moving on. What's your topic, mm. Adele? <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. That's really nice. It's very, very easy. It's not a big... Um, sort of a juice beer you know it's not one of these mm. dippers which is just smack your face big juice thick i think you could tell that it was going to be a little bit thinner from the um from the way it looked from that little bit of transparency to it but you're getting a lot of that 
fruity flavour. So a nice amount of uh, uh, of melon in there. A little bit of sweetness as well. I said maybe some orange, but I don't think it's quite orange in there. Might be edging to something else. A little bit tropical, maybe a little bit mango-y, perhaps. Uh, but that pininess is there, and it sits mm. right at the back of your mouth. Mm. That pininess with that bitterness that comes along. It's just really good. This is just really nice. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's going back almost as quickly as, as yours, Lucy. Not mm-hmm. quite. Um, <laughs> Radari commenting in the, uh, in the chat. Quote of 2021, smack your face, big juicy thick yeah it's <laughs> true oh, I mean it, yeah keep your smut to yourself sir <laughs> we'll keep these beers to ourselves no one else drink this beer I'm just going to buy all of them no this beer's rubbish don't buy it that's fine um, I'm going to refill my glass we can move on to our uh, topics this week I hope neither of you mind but I thought I would launch in first Go for um, it. Because I have uh, been previewing a game. Ooh. Uh, let me just bring my notes up. Um, so I managed to get a code. What the hell program is this? Notes. I know. Notes, 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 notes. I managed to get a code from uh, Player2PR for a game called uh, A Long Journey to an Uncertain End. Hmm. Uh, it's a... It's a narrative uh, game, essentially, from a new developer called Crispy Something. Where's that gone? Crispy Mm. Creative. There we go. Mm, Uh, Yeah, got a code uh, through from um, Player2PR. So thank you very much to them. Uh, But where... There it is. There's my notes. There's my notes. So, um, Long Journey to an Uncertain End is, at least the way they describe it, this kind of space opera. Um, and because it's only a preview, I've only played a you know a very specific kind of chunk of this. Uh, and whether it is a chunk that will make it into the end of the game, or it's kind of a vertical slice just to show off the main sort of themes of of what the game is about, is yet to be seen. But from what I have uh, played, and it's only maybe a, about a twenty or thirty minute demo uh, of the game, it's uh, it's really good. And they've launched a Kickstarter, which I think um, came out yesterday. 2nd of Feb, yep. Yep. Uh, They're up to nearly 5,000 of their 30,000 or 29,000 pound uh, goal. So going well already. Uh, But yeah, Long Journey to an Uncertain End is this just very, so far, very well-made narrative game. But it's not a narrative game in the sense of you're kind of walking around an environment, talking to people, working through a story. You inhabit or you are an AI of a ship. So you play as this AI. You play as the spaceship itself. And you have a crew who you can get to do various things in the different places that you land. And the game opens up suggesting that uh, you are on the run from someone. Yeah. And um, you basically travel from planet to spaceport to planet, uh, doing jobs and doing tasks and getting your crew to do these things to get fuel and supplies so you can kind of move to the next place. Uh, Everything takes a little bit of time to get there, so you use fuel 
and resources as you travel between these different places. But essentially the narrative sort of says, we're, we're starting here, we've got to just keep moving. So, you know, there is an, an understanding that you're doing these tasks so far because you have to keep moving through these different places. You don't get a huge amount uh, from the preview of the story um, and you get a little bit more um, from the sort of the Kickstarter page. Um, but you uh, are being chased by someone and that's someone like <laughs> it, it, it says their on name, the steam page their name, yeah yeah the x <laughs> yeah. but from what i understand um you as you are a, a an, an ai mm. a sentient ai in a ship they have been outlawed throughout this galaxy and the x i think is some kind of therapist so you're kind of you're not you're outlawed, but you're you're not meant to be inhabiting a ship, I would assume, and out there going around the galaxy that you're downloaded onto something else. Um, but it's 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 intriguing, right? It, it makes it makes it an intriguing story to kind of be well, I'm not actually a human on the run, or a human kind of with powers uh, trying to escape whoever in you know standard fantasy kind of fare that you get. Um, but because it's sci-fi, shifting you into that role as a ship and you not mm -hmm. really having that kind of agency is quite interesting because you're living through your kind of crew to go out and do things for you. Um, and the crew are um, a very broad and diverse cast of characters as well. Uh, and uh, Crispy Creative are, again, very upfront about um, their want for um, inclusivity within this game and representation as well. So it's got a very big uh, LGBTQ plus kind of representation throughout this. So there's sort of different pronouns for characters. Um, you come up against that with the um, with sort of like the NPCs and the people that inhabit the universe that you see as mm -hmm. well. There's a character customization at the start of this to give your hologram a sort of uh, a human look as such and irrelevant of whether you choose um, to be sort of male or female um, when you pick your pronouns you can pick any body type any hair and things that you like as well so they're obviously going into that sort of um, realm where they want this to be very inclusive for people and to also tell interesting stories that we don't hear very much of at the moment you know using this this cast of characters um and that's going to kind of i hope develop um when you're playing the game because there is a i don't know what the bar is called but for some of this when i've been doing a few of the jobs um it will say sort of like plus 10 next to a character's name i don't know whether that's uh, um, how much they like me or that sort of thing but there is some kind of unlock there with the characters and it'd be interesting to see kind of what they do with that and whether it's just a bit more exposition about them whether you actually unlock certain things for them because each of the characters has sort of specialities which might mean you send them on one job over one of the other ones sometimes on these jobs certain uh, options are locked based upon the skills that the the crew have and things so it's, it's building into this nice narrative and quite deep sort of narrative game that doesn't take the agency away from you but it just places it kind of somewhere else you know you're very much reliant on these other people and the skills that they have which is a really interesting take to this sort of 
um, style of game, I suppose. I mean, uh, it isn't it, that sounds kind of similar to like how your researcher in games like Civ it does. It's just adding a personality to the RNG, kind of right. Like, like you often aren't doing specific tasks mm-hmm. to you. You like click buttons, and then the task gets yeah, done. And now it's yeah. like you're telling someone to do it, and that someone isn't. It's not like perfectly done now it's like a yes yes there is a a a sense of not randomness to it but a i I suppose a slight strategy to picking who is going to go and do what and you're kind of balancing how long you take to do all of these tasks so you've got a crew of i think five or six people is it five people um a crew of five who you might actually have um five tasks but some of them you can allocate two people against, mm. and each of them take time to do. And every time you you pass the time to sort of say that the next day has gone, you have this this countdown timer as well about how many days it will be until your ex catches up with you. So you're kind right. of balancing all of those things. So yes, there's definitely that kind of strategy element to it, uh, and it's, it's, it is a very good pull to say yeah, it's it's very similar to that kind of. Civ thing where you say this is what I'd like to build next this is what I'd like to research next kind of thing it's just a different way of kind of presenting that I mean why I brought that up is because that sounds super cool because like I like that type of game but let's face it it's the Civ like there hasn't been a lot of like full on um, change in that type of genre it's like new ways of like like faster streamlined ui or new win conditions but basically the same types of gameplay loops so i like this idea of like it's kind of the same loop but in from a very different perspective and Mm -hmm. because of that the each the loops themselves matter more because it's like i'm not like well i need to research research done i need to research now it's like i've got to send people to research and they may be good or bad or whatever and like yeah that sounds super cool yeah yeah and it, it it's presented in a in a very cool um, style as well. So you basically see the the landscape of the planet that you've turned up on, or the, the mm. spaceport that you are, and the ship lands down, and then all of your crew, a tiny tiny little people, just stood at the bottom of the ramp going back up, and they will run when you when you assign them to a task, they will run off into the town, and then when they're finished, they'll run all the way back. Uh, and it would be I'd like to see a little bit more done with that so um, you know, the idea of maybe if you're being chased out of a town because a job has gone wrong or something like that there's a a, a character called Denny who's in a, uh, in a in a wheelchair or in a hover chair actually not in a wheelchair in a hover chair who just wants to rob from everybody so <laughs> I would assume that hopefully something comes of that so you know with these personalities from the character it isn't just that element of um of strategy that that, that's pulled into the narrative as well to kind of you know link those two elements really um just to make it that little bit more solid rather than it just being i'm balancing resources over here and i'm just working through sort of a, a story you know having some kind of payoff um, between those two and, and relationship between those two sort of things would be would be really good as well, especially if it's then animated on the screen as your crew just run back and you have to hit takeoff really quickly before the mob catches them and 
rips the ship to pieces. <laughs> if that's something that's going to happen within this. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, so far it's 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 intriguing Promising. and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a, a, a really good kind of soundtrack, which sort of has this, I suppose, slightly more anime kind of vibe to it. Um, it oh, you know, hmm. as I was talking about um, Haven last week, where it kind of reminded me a lot of things like Gravity Rush and the soundtrack, kind of sweeping sort of like pianos and things. This is it's not similar in the in the in the music style, but it's got that kind of I don't know. It just makes you think of I guess because the the graphics are all kind of um, very animated as well, but it does definitely have that kind of vibe to it this sort of um you know space sci-fi anime kind of vibe right. which which works really well with um with with what's happening so yeah i like that the it's like quite colorful mm. it's kind of like a I feel feel like it's like a western spin on anime just looking at the screenshots on the yeah, steam page like yeah, there's a you, little you little have little you have like the dog it. which is very like cowboy bebop anime dog Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a corgi. Like the, yeah, the, but the the um like the vistas and stuff are like a little more crinkly than anime yes. strong lines mm-hmm. and stuff. Like so, it's it's just it's it's nice because it's not just like ah, oh, this could be another JRPG kind of feel. Yeah, it reminds me yeah. of like Borderlands. Oh, with the cell, it has got mm. a little bit of that to it. Those, those hard outlines to things. Yeah, and that kind of like Western space thing is the deal. So. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, as I say, it's it's super interesting, and I'll be straight on following this and seeing kind of the, you know follow the development, see where it goes, and and if yeah. those kinds of things that I am you know excited about to see if they actually kind of uh, come off. If they don't, then it's fine. It's still going to be a fun game to play. Um, you know. I like my strategy games. So if it just turns into be a strategy resource management style game with a little bit of narrative to it, I'm still going to enjoy that. <laughs> so Excellent. It, it kind of it, it's it's definitely one of those games that uh, one of those smaller PC games that are made for me to sit in that space in between you know the bigger titles that I'm kind of playing as well. So yeah. We shall see how it goes. So that's uh, a long journey to an uncertain end. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig the title too. Yeah. Um, you've also, uh, Lucy, segued to a thing I wanted to briefly talk about. Oh. Yeah, I did that um, On unknowingly. Purpose? Unknowingly, and then I realised, oh, that would be a good segue. Yeah. After I. Uh, my favourite segues are the ones which are so good that you have to comment on them, thus <laughs> making them not good segues. It Isn't that every originally segue we natural? Do? Yeah, yeah. No, sometimes we actually casually do a segue and move on. Okay. Um, but speaking of Borderlands, Lucy, oh, okay. uh, Gearbox was bought uh, by the Embrace and Embracer Group today. Officially announced, they are um, their own, they own Coach Media, which is special, and THQ Nordic, mm-hmm. um, and along with other things those are the big ones so uh so they also are keeping randy pitchford i was gonna say the first thing on the docket should surely be make sure randy pitchford never speaks in public again or is never seen in public again i mean jeff bezos is is stepping down isn't he and taking a completely different role within amazon 
we could hope that Randy decides <laughs> it's time. Yes, just do your magic tricks at home in peace. And, you know, <laughs> just to your friends over Zoom. Um. So, yeah. so the one thing, yeah. <laughs> Show them your squirting porn as well whilst you're oh. at it. So. Oh no. Yeah. Ah, dear. So, a couple things. 2K has released a statement as well saying that the publishing side hasn't changed. So they still are the publisher for Gearbox games. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I didn't. I mean, one, I just thought that was, you know, a thing to note. Uh, We like pointing out that maybe the first thing you should do as as you said is get rid of the toxic person at the top maybe just mm-hmm. maybe um maybe. hopefully that's it's not one of those things where what will buy you out oh yeah you could buy me out if i'm guaranteed to stay in this role for three years kind of thing hopefully yeah unfortunately it'll inevitably be me mean a bunch of money by the time he leaves but hopefully it's sooner rather than later you know even if he doesn't leave i think most of the problem with randy pitchford is that he just brought an air of i'm sure he's like not great to work with anyway but he just just from a pr point of view if you've been as cynical as that i just want him to hush you know do your job and don't say anything (laughs) yeah i don't i i can't speak to more of his you know character or how he is in the workplace nobody knows that apart from the people who've actually worked with him true yeah the Anecdotes haven't been glowing, but anecdotes yeah. have not been glowing. Yeah. There's yeah. a good quote. <laughs> um, as, some, as someone who's just bought a company, I'd just be like, "Can we just gag that guy and just leave him in a corner? He well, can still work here. We the, can still pay him, but just so gag him at least." Who knows if they would actually want to do that? Because is it? I can't remember the company's name who actually brought them, but they own THQ uh, Nordic as well, yeah. right? Yeah, and THQ Nordic were the ones that did the Q and A over on HM. HM, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, so and Coach Media isn't exactly. Um, gr- it's owned by the Coach Group, right? Like it's very right wing stuffs. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Randy's yeah. the 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 least. Maybe of Randy's their problems. just going to become you know. Maybe Randy's <laughs> one of the reasons oh. they got it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Actually, Coke Media might be separate. I might be wrong okay. here. Yes, okay. I am wrong here. My bad. They're German-owned. Oh. Um, apologies. Look, we all make mistakes. Oh, this is me making one mm-hmm. and apologizing. Okay. However, um, the thing that Ben said before that, uh, my mistake, is truly accurate. They, they own other problematic studio number four. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I, so... Go on. I was just going to say, it's good for people to know who, you know, when the next Gearbox game come out. And we live in this weird bubble, right? We live in this weird bubble and these these groups that we talk in where we're like, hey, this is not a great business practice. Hey, these people aren't very good. Let's talk about maybe not playing their games and stuff like this. And it will not matter to most of the people who want to play Borderlands 4 or Alien Colonial Marines 2 or whatever no, game no, no one wants that. To, whatever game they're going to make uh, or are making currently yeah. but it is good to know who is making your games and the people they associate themselves with 
or even the higher ups who own these companies and where the money is actually being funneled. And then if it's to whoa, 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 businesses, ben. then ben. The funding right money trickles people. down, not up. Obviously, obviously. Sorry, you couldn't resist. There's a lot of there's a lot capitalism. of Wall Street people who are experiencing that right now, isn't there? Like it doesn't uh, matter. Well, I haven't you've checked. lost all of your money. Money trickles down. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Just use the services um, that you know are there for you. It's okay. Yeah, I interrupted you when you were making a very salient point. I agree, Ben. Um, it's, it's 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 easy to forget that the average person who buys a game knows about the game and the franchise it's part of because mm-hmm. all games are part of franchises. Um. Uh, and that's it, right? Like, I remember a friend of mine was like, ah, I really like Borderlands 3. It's so much fun. You've got a PlayStation. You should get it. And I was like, I don't really want to support. Oh, God, here's a can of worms. <laughs> hey. So. Just say my PS4 broke. Just say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Easier conversation. Uh, I mean, <laughs> mild segue. Uh, ben, you, you, uh, you did. Got the year in review from PlayStation or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where's my I mean, email? The wrap. I, I just went I to the website. Oh no, maybe I, yeah. I did get an email actually uh, to I say that they. it was ready. Yeah. Um, they sent me these so, PlayStation Plus emails and I haven't been subscribed to PlayStation Plus in ages. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell me how many hours I spent playing The Last of Us and nothing else last year. I do. They. Um, oh, so so here's here's my. F- Sorry. So. Uh, no worries. I, I just there's two stats from that that I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Um, one was the um, top day of the week for me gaming Tuesday afternoon. You know when I stream occasionally. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> right. Uh, and my top games are Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm-hmm. Marvel's Spider-Man, and Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, that's an hour on Final Fantasy VII Remake demo, two hours on Final F- uh, Marvel Spider-Man, and 19 on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Nice. nice. Uh, I ask why they're sending them in February. To be uh, honest, so I, it's a PSN. I, it's probably... Yeah, stuck I mean, everything's delayed track. on that yeah. platform, right? It's, it's when the, the stats have got to them. Yeah. <laughs> It's his 2019 stats. <laughs> yeah, I just assumed it took that long for the. It took a month for PSN to calculate and send the info somewhere. More than likely. More I'm gonna um, see if I can get mine. Do I have to log uh, in? If you just go to wrapup.playstation.com, or just like Google PlayStation okay. wrap-up, that's yeah. how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, like but yeah, so so now that I've. I've segued us away. Uh, I did so. Yeah, I think it's important to, to remind ourselves, like Ben said, um, that when things change hands, it's an opportunity mm. to fix mistakes, yes, or to at least say we want to fix mistakes, um, and that has yet to happen with Embracer. Um, the other thing I would say is um, what's interesting I found was. The Trouble loading this the... page. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like PlayStation. Uh, Maybe I'll just have initial... enough hours. Yeah. Like I mean, I had. I literally had 20. That's a lot. 20 hours, but if you calculate the numbers, it's clearly doing rounding things. It says it's 19 plus 2 plus 1 equals 20. 
<laughs> I probably had more of that in The Last of Us, to be fair. That's like uh, yeah, I was yeah. You, you played a real. I, I didn't play a single like big game on the PlayStation last year, right? More than ten. Except Final Fantasy. Players. I am um, eighteen or older. Hmm. So Kotaku uh, said the initial purchase price was three hundred sixty-three million, half in cash, half in shares. Wow. With a further one billion dollars to be paid if Gearbox are able to hit agreed financial and operational targets in the next six years. That makes me think that someone like Randy might be sticking around for that six-year period, unfortunately. absolutely. Um, Because you don't make that deal with that much potential cash. And then be like, and I'll leave anytime. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so so why, I mean, one, this is a bit of news, but also we're seeing a lot of acquisitions in the last six months Mm -hmm. of the Medium double A, small triple A studios. I think it's almost been a year, really. Or at least um, there's been this surge recently, um, which seemed to maybe not start with Microsoft's kind of acquisitions that they made started making a couple of years ago. That seemed to bring it more into the media, I guess, and and, and kind of uh, bring it to light just that little bit more. All of these deals that you know, to most people don't matter. It doesn't matter that some other ginormous company now fund all of the games that these this studio is going to be making and they're on their payroll instead, rather than them being independent. Something, you know, of that sort of thing. But it has been it has been picking up and it it brings us, you know, again, bringing THQ back into the picture mm. are we building back up to um an idea where the middle is going to fall out again um you know these bigger companies throwing money into smaller making these acquisitions games aren't quick games don't you know you don't have a product in a year's time games take time to make their their, their payoffs are not going to come through quickly and it makes sense that they say you know we'll give you this extra money if you hit these targets within a six-year period it makes you know rather than say within a two-year like period one and a half games it's, really right? i mean like, exactly that's not a huge amount of time so is this getting to that point and it's never going to happen with microsoft because they've got all of the money but maybe with other corporations and companies who are dabbling kind of here and there i mean we've seen it with gamestop and the you know all of the stuff that's gone on with their stocks rising up and just absolutely crashing back down again um, and and lots of people who got late into the party just losing lots of money but nothing is forever and I, I just I mean how many how many companies can the world have which own you know 99% well you look at that from the side of like all entertainment. Look at how much yeah. Disney owns. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, like, I think we're just at this point, um, which is probably the place where we're always going to get to, where everything's just under the same umbrella. Every, you know, free companies rule the world. Everything's, you know, really homogenized. But mm. we'll, we'll still always have, you know, indies coming up. Mm-hmm. And those teams getting bigger once they have their you know, smash hits and stuff like that. So there'll always be creativity, which is mm-hmm. my concern most of the time. So, yes. Um, I, I think... Sorry. No, I, I, I was just, last thing I was just going to say, like, 
I think it's just clear. I mean, every week I hear, you know, Tencent, you know, putting a minority stake into this company and that company, Clay and whoever else, Remedy or whatever. And it's just like, I think, you know, they know where the money's at. They're just... It, it happened with films, properties yeah. with films. It's just starting to happen with games at this point. So, yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Mm. Was that um, what's it's sort of a cyclical thing, uh, but what we're seeing is because the big companies are just so big, like like Disney with Fox, right? That's huge. It's not big studio small swallows small studio. It's like biggest studio swallows pretty fucking big studio and i think we're starting to see that like with the big microsoft deal like with this like these billion dollar um potentially at least with with gearbox deals it's it's the fact that um we've already lost the middle right like it's actually that the small parts of the big are now getting gobbled up by the big yeah and that mm-hmm. like lucy said that homogenization's like we've been there for a while and when it was like small studios going to bigger studios, and there was like a cyclical thing, it was kind of like every few years there'll be a, a spate of these things. And what I but here it feels like we're starting to see just the the relative size of what's getting swallowed is much bigger and for a lot more money. Sure. Uh, Gearbox by like a ten year or like Gearbox today by a ten year old measure would be like quite a reasonably sized studio. Uh, and this isn't like a small studio getting absorbed, and obviously Microsoft, Bethesda, etc. Like, like these are big deals, and uh, and of course, because the cynicism of of corporate capitalism, it won't work. You'll have to buy some indie studio because the creativity doesn't come from your approach. So you're just going to slowly stifle things off, but you'll just absorb the next. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have the smaller cycles. I think we're going to have like. Some indie studios perhaps getting bigger by joining forces, um, or it's just getting big enough that they'll get absorbed. And yeah. my only worry is yeah. that that cycle will get quicker. So you will, instead of getting two or three games out of the like the peak of a ge- new game studio, it'll be like one. Oh, we got the money. Fuck it, grab you. And then they'll get homogenized and studioed out, out the wazoo. And it's mm. like cool. They probably had two really two or three solid other game ideas that will never see the light of day because it's too much of a risk. But that's why yeah. you bought them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it, sometimes it's good. It's just good business. I, I did see that Sumo um, had picked up a small studio in Poland, and it's their first. Um, it's their first studio on mainland Europe, so it obviously opens them up to the market. Makes sense, but I think this is a studio which is going to be used as a support studio for other projects. So for Sumo, it's great because they can be part, you know, generating revenue based on a, a studio supporting other projects. It's not just about kind of what they are able to do; it's being able to get in and yeah. stuff with other people. But uh, I remember I, when Sumo was the support studio. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> to, didn't, yeah, what was it? Little, did they make Little Big Planet three or four? Yes, maybe? three. Yeah, three, they made yeah. three. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd have a quick look um, because there was another one. I can't remember what it was. It's Codemasters and someone, right? Codemasters was being brought out by mm. like either 2K, 2K or EA or someone. someone. And exactly. Yeah. EA yeah, yeah. moved in. Yeah, on one of them one of them moved in, but then they backed out, which it was something like that. But I found an interesting article uh, about THQ Nordic, about why they've why THQ Nordic has joined the game studio acquisition binge. 
uh, from December of last year uh, on uh, VentureBeat. And just as a, as a one very quick takeaway um, in one of the opening paragraphs, market researcher Newzoo expects game industry revenues to hit 174.9 billion in 2020. So I imagine we probably are collating stats for this financial year. We've still yeah. got a couple of months left in this financial year. But that's just nuts, right? Yeah. It's bigger in Hollywood, these days. right? Yeah. Like, that's why Microsoft just don't really care how many consoles they sell. <laughs> They've got, oh, yeah. I think it was 18 million games, uh, Game Pass subscribers that they just passed recently. Mm-hmm. And that was, what, less than five? Less than a year ago? Less than five That's million. crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Time to make a game studio and get rich. Absolutely. <laughs> should we should we open some more beers? Yes, yes please. please. Lucy. I, I kind of regret only getting two. I'm having one of those evenings. I'm probably going to end up going downstairs and getting another one. That's fair. During I did, the podcast I, or after I, the podcast? I only went to the bottle shop last week, but I have already thought I need to go back to the bottle shop again. <laughs> I mean, it's like your weekly grocery shopping. I mean, it should, it? it should be. It's got to be done. Exactly. Um, okay. This one. don't know where this one came from either. But it's called Snake Oil. And it's a double IPA. Uh, and it is from WBB. Who are they? It says a seasonal special. So this may well be another Aldi beer or something. What's the can look like? got a snake on it. I don't know. I don't know. Never seen it. I was going to say, I've heard of a snake oil beer, but this is a different snake oil mm, beer. It's definitely different. Um, yeah, 330 mil, 6.5%. Sorry. Uh, says, hoppy as hell, masses of stone fruit and overripe mango on the nose. Biscuit and a crisp bitterness to finish. Um, Lovely. Spoilers, mm. just cracking open the can. It smells very... Very fruity and tropically, so looking forward to getting stuck into that one. WBB, I'm gonna have to. I've googled it. Google. Ah, okay. West Berkshire Brewery. Oh. oh. Or Berkshire, if you're slightly posh. Oh yes, West Berkshire Brewery. Yeah, I say Berkshire. I'm not posh in any. Berkshire, of mate. Sounds Berk. like. Berk sounds Berkshire. better, doesn't it? I I don't know. Would know to begin with which one would be the posher or not, or what the available pronunciations would be. I mean, it's not posher; it's just correct. Pre- it's called, but it's like it's not a scone; it's a scone. Yeah, it's not an A; it's, it's an E. Berkshire. It's not an A; wait, it's wait. an E. So, what do you call Burke? More B- than one of those. A scone. Scones? Yeah. No, because a sconce is a lighting fixture. Funny. What's your beer deal? Yeah, it doesn't work when you have to like give your own setup, does it? <laughs> oh, speaking of sco- scones, hey. Uh, I am drinking a thing from Tempest. Ooh. It's a 5.0% chai milk stout called Chai Cutter. That sounds good. I like Tempest. 
they uh, make yeah, good like stats. Mm. Yeah. So 5%, 330 mil can. Inspired by the roadside tea stalls of Calcutta, the holy elixir of warm, milky, sweet, spiced chai is the ultimate comfort blanket. Here, the powerful concoction of green cardamom, vanilla, cinnamon, fennel, ginger, black pepper, and milk sugars are in perfect harmony with the chocolatey malty milk stout. Nice. Yeah. What percentage was it? Five. So it's quite oh, light. Okay. Nice. Beginning thing, maybe I just I'm I just seek out higher percentage stouts because I, I always call the five percent stout light, and I just keep getting five percent stouts. I'm like, <laughs> huh? Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe stouts are normally five percent, mm. and I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say an idiot, but... I mean, in the sense of always... Call, like, I feel like 30 times being like, oh yeah, it's pretty light for a stout, at this exact percentage means I think it's probably stout for a stout. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I'm going to drink a collaboration beer. This is from Wylam and Good Things Brewing Co. It's put a dank on it. Southern Hemisphere Double IPA. It is 8.5%. Um, what I've told you is what's on the back as well, plus the hops Ella, Galaxy, Nelson Sovon, Enigma, and Vic Secret. That's it. That's all it gives me. 8.5%. I love that name. Put a dank on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I really like that name too. There needs to be a song called that. And a dance. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just check Fortnite. I'm sure there is already. <laughs> it's a rename of an actual dance move that some <laughs> artist of color created and they're not getting any money for. Absolutely. Um, yeah. In Fortnite. It's in Fortnite. Are we, yeah, are we just are, are we rolling through all of the issues tonight? Is that? Yeah, I was going to say, boy, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. You, you know, you can't help it sometimes. Oh, These absolutely. things happen. Hmm. You gotta throw some dank on it sometimes. <laughs> mm. Good, Lucy. We'll come back to you. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's almost as clear as the last beer. Almost mm. as carbonated as well. Still, a lot of bubbles going up the glass. But yeah, it's got a lovely tropical nose to it. Don't yeah, really I've... sweet and fruity nose. I don't think I've had anything from West Berkshire Brewery. Brewery. I I, I didn't know what West Berkshire was a place, let alone as a brew there were there was a brewer there. I mean, this is the first time I'm having anything from them. That is really, really piney. Okay. Ooh. Like start drinking it. And it's like almost I don't want to say it in a bad way, it's almost devoid of like that fruit. Hmm. It's like you're not getting as much on on the flavour as you are on the nose. But you are getting so much pininess and bitterness. So much to the point where it's like, I like it. Yeah. So it but I think if you're expecting, you know, really big, punchy, fruit-forward beer, this probably isn't the one. But, yeah, it's got a really, 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 really nice, you know heft of pine to it mm-hmm. like resinous and yeah it's really bitter really bitter finish at the end like yeah after like I haven't taken a, another sip for quite a few seconds yeah yeah 
just still as much bitterness as you you know after the t- all other taste has faded. Nice. Oh, that is. It's quite thin as well. Okay. Like it's How, it's not uh, got that viscosity or like that 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 body to what you'd expect at eight point five percent double IPA mm, to have. Mm. I was just gonna like I couldn't remember what the um, ABV was, but uh, you solved that problem. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if it, I, I'm conflating it with like the bitterness, but you can taste a bit of that alcohol. Okay. After a while, but I don't know if that's just like all that bitterness, just like kind of almost drying my mouth out mm. a bit. Mm. It's it's difficult sometimes, isn't it? When when you have like a sweet tropical fruit in there as well. Uh, occasionally sort of the residual flavor of that can present itself a little bit more alcohol when -hmm. it's combined with a little bit of bitterness or or a slightly piney bitterness once it's sat for a little while can kind of feel a little bit alcoholic but i think if you're picking it out and you think it's alcoholic then it probably is Mm. yeah it might be but but yeah that like i just love how bitter and piney it is Mm. um it's not the most well-balanced beer because that is what you're getting at the start of the taste. That's what you're getting on the finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really easy to drink at the moment because it has got that thinness and um, yeah, you it does dry your mouth out a bit. So it's like you want to keep going for another sip. But yeah, that's good. I, I like that. Good. Nice. Hmm. I I might need. You do feel like a bit. You need some water after. <laughs> it's like it's a bit dry, but yeah, all that tininess and bitterness. But uh, yeah, that's nice. Nice. I, I have a triple IPA downstairs, and Oof. I'm thinking that that's probably it'll probably taste like that, just in terms of like how it's just like oh, we put some fruit in here, but the alcohol is just gonna go like and just take everything out. Yeah, all this yeah, be, so. sucks it away instantly. Yeah, like a vacuum in your mouth. Um, yeah, I like it. Good. Snake oil, good. Nice. Uh, Adam. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my list. Um, so, it looks like a stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, head's quite... Um, it's a thin layer, but it's got good lacing for 5%. Uh, the nose is cardamom, some cinnamon, um, not quite full chai spicy mm-hmm. smell of chai, but I think that's honestly just because the milk isn't really there in the nose. Um, but it's oh, it's the right balance. There's almost a chocolatiness due to the malti- maltiness and the spices bringing that out. Um, so it, again, that's why I think it doesn't quite smell like chai. Yes, yeah. it's the chai mm-hmm. spices and the maltiness of the stout working together to get a bit of a more well-rounded character. Oh, it's very nice one though. Mm-hmm. It's not like super in your face about it. Um, ooh. Mm, that's really smooth. Um, where did I put the can? I just wanted to stare at the can while I looked at it. Um, <laughs> no, checking if it was a milk stout or a stout. I couldn't remember. Because there is that like abject sweetness that just sort of sits there. I'm like, this this has got to be lactose, just because it's not an alcohol sweetness, and it's that. Yep, this is here. This is doing its sweetness kind of steady throughout the whole beer, because of course the lactose has not been broken down. Um, the stout is again giving a bit of that roasted and some of the ch- uh, some chocolatey character to it. 
but the cardamom and uh, cinnamon and pepper uh, are definitely there, um, giving this light, spicy, chai-like taste. Um, what's interesting, what I'm struggling with is this, like, sweetness and the some of the multi notes coupled with the spices there's like this moment you get this zap of almost perfect cola taste that i wasn't expecting just in the middle of the taste curve the curve there's just this moment of wait was that cola and it's just probably the like all the spices and stuff and just the right moment of things ebbing and flowing uh and it definitely isn't like oh this tastes like cola but there's this moment and i keep i found it a few times in a row so i think it's just there Mm. um which is really fascinating, knowing that like there are random spices and roots and whatever in colas. I don't know what's in cola. Um, Only one person does, and he's dead. Um, yeah, cocoa <laughs> Um, um, and the the finish is this sweet lights. That's where the vanilla kind of kicks in, and you the cardamom is by far the most prevalent of the tastes, mm. but it's kind of. At like a one third level, and then when things sort of fade away in the finish, it becomes more primary. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just always there. This is a really interesting beer. There's so many tastes that you can find, but they're not fighting. In like, they're not hiding, but they're all working well together. I mean, this is yeah. I think the benefit of doing things like chai spices with some sort of sweetness, right, from the milk from lactose, is that we know these spices work well together. So you get the right ratio, and it's fine. But you gotta just enjoy this as a, um, like a spiced stout. But again, not the spices. Again, I want to. The key here is it's not really up in your face. It's not like those like pumpkin spiced beers you get, where it's like, hey, this is spiced, also beer. This mm-hmm. is like a stout, a nice, well-rounded stout. And it has a really interesting taste, and you could kind of just sit with it. Until you're really bothered to notice what those spices were. Um, mm-hmm. And if you aren't a fan of... So, like, this isn't, like, a chai latte taste. This is, like, a more traditional... It's a tea with some spices, you know, um, rather than... We're, we're, because Starbucks found out that people liked chai, they, like, made everything sort of a cardamom, cinnamon bomb, and cloves especially. The, the absence of cloves is, I think... I think, like, when my mom makes chai, she puts cloves in them. Uh, but I actually think that's really good that it's not here because it's letting. That's a very distinct taste. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Would it would be a bit too overpowering. More, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really quite good um, and a very. I don't know what I was expecting, but this isn't what I was expecting. But also, this is very satisfying as a stout. I think is the that's the thing I want to say. It's very interesting, very unique, but also satisfying as a stout. Nice, good. Yeah, Tempest the. Good at like just putting in enough spice in their in in their stacks. Like they've had like you know chili stouts and stuff that I've really liked, and it's just like yep, this is just a perfect balance where it's not too overpowering. It's not it's not masking everything else. It's still a beer. It's not a crazy experiment, and, mm. and it tastes good. So yeah, yeah. More beers needed from Tempest. Yes, I like Tempest. Which we won't get when Scotland go independent, which is a shame. But 
What we can get is still beer from the north. So I'm going to tell you what this mm. wine is like. Because that's that's the north, isn't it? It's got a really, really it's light bad. nose. Um, it's it's a lot thicker than my last beer. Um, it is... Dank. It is, it is, it is just dank. It's thick <laughs> and thick. It's barely any head on it at all. Is it thick, syrupy thick, or... Let's see. Oh, well, you've been patient and waited. It's not... Mm, it's not syrupy thick. It it is more like a juicy sort of thickness. Um, mm, mm, mm. There's a lot of stuff in this. There's a lot of stuff. Um, there's some initial kind of fruit on the first sip. What is that? It's a combination of a couple of things. You know when we have these oh, bigger goodness. double IPAs which kind of edge towards a little bit of sort of slightly stewed sort of fruits edging more on that like quite deep kind of grapefruit end of things and then just a bunch of bitterness on it as well like adding to that so you're getting this really kind of grapefruity slightly stewed sort of fruits on there there's no sort of um, or at least I'm not getting much citrus from it I'm not getting any sweetness in there at all you know there's no kind of subtle or sweet stone fruits in this or if they are they're buried buried very deeply underneath this but it is a lot of it's a lot of grapefruit. It's a lot of bitterness. Uh, there was there was a beer I had last year, a couple of years ago, but one of note, which I remember sipping it and just getting this absolute bitter hit from it. It's like the, the bitterest beer I've ever had. I, I can't remember who brews it, but I, I drank it on an episode. Um, a while back but it was so so bitter and this is edging towards that it's really really bitter it's very very weedy in its aftertaste um, it's 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 not um, it's, I say weedy because that's kind of the first thing that, that kind of conjures up but it's not it's not sort of you know uh, when you're sat there over some bud sort of smelling it it's not quite that kind of dank it's a little bit almost damper than that it's almost like wet weed which isn't good um mm. but in the flavor it's fine and that's not good to smoke but that's fine to drink because it matches quite well with that grapefruit and that big bitterness um it's a it's it's interesting because it's a completely different beer to the Pomona Island, both of them being kind of 8% double IPAs. I'm guessing Southern Hemisphere double IPA is because of the the hops that they've used, I guess. Um, Ella, Galaxy, Nelson Soval, Enigma, and Vic's Secret. Um, can it's, it's hard to pick stuff up. I'm getting a little bit of the creaminess, a little bit of, a, a, a little bit of kind of creaminess, a little bit that I kind of something that I associate with Galaxy that I can sort of 
just pick out in there. Um, but the rest of them, like maybe the Nose and Sovons, giving a bit more to that bitterness, giving a bit more of a piney uh, edge to the sort of dankness, taking it away from that weedy sort of um, sense and putting it more towards a, a damp, kind of piney. You know, it's, it's almost, say it's like weed, but it is almost when you go into like a big pine forest on a on a very very damp dewy morning and that kind of smell that sort of hits you or oh, like a really really freshly cut christmas tree when you get that in your house like mm. it's that kind of weedy dankness to it uh, and it's good it's very good i didn't know i didn't putting all of those words together doesn't sound like i would want to drink this but i definitely do <laughs> It's 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 made very very well for what I'm describing. It doesn't sound good, but it is. <laughs> I've done this beer no I mean, justice whatsoever. <laughs> I I would like to walk through a forest when it's smelling all piney. Mm. When we're allowed I'd like to. to sniff one of those trees in my car. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're talking oh. about like my youth. Yeah. 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 In the- um. The Canadian in the northern place. hemisphere, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is I, I grew I grew up as, as a mountain boy <laughs> with a beard freshly on me. Um, but to, to be honest, so what you kind of reminded me that one of the things you we used to do as children is like take a pine off of a um, coniferous tree and like chew on the pine and then pat a cow huge with it. zap of like oh, dank pininess mm. um, and like you, you're sort of. Reminded me of like not that moment because that's like two in your face, but that sort of when you were talking about like that hit of smell, I was like, ah, oh, I, I can kind of map that to a very probably much more subdued version of like literally chewing on a pine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I mean, my beer's very piney, so I- I'm there with you. Yeah, and, and again, you pine is be- not piney at all. You've got a nice piney <laughs> beer, Lucy, but very very translucent. Whereas this is. It's just, it's just thick. It's just thick. Mm. Transparent. Not translucent. Transparent. Well, no, I mean... No, translucent. Translucent is, is like hazy. Yeah, Tra- Transparent is a window. Yes. Translucent is a window with a filter on yes. it. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is neither of those. It's just juice. Yeah. yeah. And this is opaque. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I've, I've come more, become more acclimated to, to it. It's not as... As piney and as bitter okay. as first, but that's probably good just because I've gotten used to it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe still a bit more of the citrusy notes have come out in in that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice, it's nice, yeah. nice beer. We'll we'll return to these at the mm. uh, at the end. Uh, Adol, I know you've got a game you want to discuss, but I thought we'd uh, jump to Lucy. Uh, next for, for what she would like to talk about. What would you like to talk about this week, Lucy? What have you got for us? Yeah, I'll just I'll just talk about one game because mm-hmm. um, no one needs to hear about Hitman Two anymore. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, the best game of two thousand eighteen. Eighteen. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm just. But wait, up but you there. are you are playing Hitman Two in three, right? Yes. <laughs> so you are playing it. I'm technically playing Hitman 3, but I'm playing the levels of Hitman 2 in Hitman 3. Because uh, I didn't quite finish it. Um, Which I'm still shocked about. Well, hang on. 
when you say finished Hitman, you, you you've you've played all the levels, right? You, you've, you've no, I didn't finish the last level, right. and there's one DLC level that I need okay. to play. So, um, are you just running through the levels that you didn't play, or are you going back and doing all of the different styles of kill and and little story esque missions yeah. and stuff? I I mean I did that. I I, I like 100 like the first game. Um. And yes, I'm doing that to an extent on Hitman 2. Like, uh, yeah, I, I they call it mastery. Mm. Um, they call it levels of mastery. How like basically earning XP on each level, yes. you know, just by yeah, and little bits of XP, just like I don't know, knocking out somebody and hiding the body and changing disguises, and uh, you get higher points for different ways of killing your targets and these different feats and challenges um i like to do most of those feats and challenges uh it's like probably about 100 on each level um so yeah i've been going to the last level in hitman 2 which i never uh like really i started it but i didn't i think i only played it once um never never killed the targets um hmm. It's just like okay, it's like the island I just one, isn't it? So the island yes, the with island the party, one, the the eyes wide shut yes. kind of party yeah. without um, the sex. Well, we don't know that. But, <laughs> That's um... true. That's very true. <laughs> but yes, very kinky, mm. weird corset, face mask, masks, blindfold yeah. party. But yeah, I just unlocked uh, mastery level. 20 on that today okay. uh, just before we started recording so so yeah I just I go hard into it you can lose yourself like, again yeah. for another year yes yes uh, so I'll probably wrap up uh, Hitman 2 probably in the next week or so and mm-hmm. might move on to Hitman 3 I might just <laughs> go back to older levels and start playing those some more um, we'll see um, but yeah that's a good game nice. Although, although, unlike, uh, although, on, I think this is probably just, you know, something that'll be fixing a patch, because I'm playing it in Hitman 3, and that's, you know, come out recently, mm-hmm. Agent 47 was getting, was clipping into walls and getting caught oh. on geometry and, you know, falling through through the world and stuff. Wait, what? I know. I was like, I knew he was a good spy, but I never knew he could just disappear into a wall, but, um... Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a bit it's a bit. Then, um, then that's my happened brain a few went times. straight to that mm. Simpsons, uh, the Homer <laughs> through the, fading into the, the bush. Like yes. you just like. Sorry, that's I had literally to... what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like someone was uh, <laughs> aiming their gun at me, and they're like, "Don't you go anywhere!" And it was like, "I can't. Cause I'm stuck in a wall." <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not noticing many of the new changes. It's okay. probably better looking and stuff like that. But I really like how they change like the vibration on just like choking somebody out. It's got a much better vibration nice. on, the, on the on the controller. But, uh, yeah. Homer strangling Bart. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, Hitman. Hitman's good. What did you want to talk just, about tonight, it, Lucy? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this, yes. this was the I'm not going to talk about segment <laughs> yeah thank you for leaving me on um, 
The game I want to talk about, and which I had a really good time playing as well, is a game called Tohu, T-O-H-U. Mm. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure game made by FireArt Games, uh, a studio in Warsaw, Poland. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure game, and it's a very good one. Um, it, it takes a lot of inspirations. I mean, there's even like a like a, a Easter egg to Amanita Designs uh, games, the people who made Samorost and Machinarium. Um, I think the closest analogue for Tohu is like Machinarium, because it's got this kind of... Hmm, call it like robotic, I don't know, diesel, steampunk mm-hmm. kind of vibe yeah, to diesel it. diesel punk. Um, yeah. I get what you're saying. It's not quite steampunk. It's like copper yeah. bot. Yeah. That's what machinery... Very coppery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Machinerium is definitely copper bot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you play as uh, this character who I just think is called The Girl, um, which reminds me of the Simpsons episode where it was like, the boy! <laughs> and you've seen, seen Bart in, like, ink blots. <laughs> Just, <laughs> anyway, the Michael Jackson episode, which I'm sure has aged poorly, but anyway. Um, Lisa, it's your yeah. birthday. Happy yes. birthday, Still, still a banger. Yeah. But, yeah, you play as the girl, um, and she can... Um, once you click on her character, she can turn into, like, this this robot man. Um, uh, so, which just gives a, you know, the extra ability to pick up heavier stuff and, you know, puzzles are very, you know, it's very context heavy. So it's, you're not really, it's like, okay, I need to use the, the bigger, stronger guy to pick up this thing, to move this thing. Mm. So it's like, it's very telegraphed when you need to switch over the character. So it doesn't have that much depth in it. It's just okay. a different alternative to like, um, puzzles but I say the best thing about this game um, the puzzles are standard point and click affair, uh, they're fun mm. not too challenging, not too hard the hint system is interesting where um, if you need a hint it'll basically give you like the solutions so it's not exactly a hint, it's more like I need the solutions but in, the way to do that, you're you basically get this the, the uh, this this logbook, and you need to. It's got a padlock on it, and you basically need to unlock this padlock. And it's got like this kind of this kind of arrows going over these different keys on the on the padlock, mm-hmm. and you have to uh, click them in like the right sequence. And the arrow keeps moving back along the pa- uh, padlock, and the more keys that you hit the faster it gets so it i think it's a strange one because usually in like a adventure game you're not looking for anything like twitch gameplay or anything like that Hmm. some some point and click adventures games do like uh hint systems where it's like okay you have to solve this puzzle in order to get this hint or or the solution to this puzzle which is which is more in line and more consistent with like the gameplay whereas this is like it feels a bit weird it's like this is a bit twitchy and it may not mm. you know accessibility wise it may not be what people are looking for it's like i just want a hint absolutely from, a, like, from a point and, and click game it. yes definitely yeah i mean you can just look up a walkthrough on the internet but 
may not be one if the game's small enough and mm. you know maybe also, you, like, don't, you don't want to just look at the walkthrough you just want a hint you know mm-hmm. an actual factual hint yeah um so that's a bit weird but um i only use that once because i think it was at the start of the game and i just wasn't in the right you know in this specific part uh, of like um just didn't position the character correctly and it was like I know what I have to do, it's just not letting me do it. It was just, I don't know if it was me or just the game not telegraphing it uh, properly, but um, yeah, as I was saying, the, the, probably the strongest point of the game is just like, it, it's beautiful to look at. Um, mm. The art is great. Uh, it's, and the animation on the characters, um, even though it's like, okay, I just want my character to get over here. I, I want to pick this up. I know, I know what to do with this puzzle. Um, it goes through all those different animations and it's like, I can't hate this. I don't mind because it's like looking at those, you know, the the attention to detail and the care that's put into the animation of those characters. It's like, okay, well, I'll watch that play out. So, But yeah, overall, just a really nice, pleasant point-and-click game. It's like it's got a good soundtrack. It's... Um, guy did the soundtrack to the Hollow Knight soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Christopher Larkin and oh cool! Like some of his music is like some of my favorite favorite video game music. You know, he did get this game called Expand and Hollow Knight's music is fantastic. So, and did yeah? Did, it, it, is Tohu released this week? Released last week. Last week, okay. Because I saw a couple of people streaming it as well. Mm-hmm. Over the last uh, over the last couple of days, mm. so yeah, yeah. It's it, if you like point and click adventure games, this is certainly one to go to go for. It, it, it the, <laughs> the difficulty of the puzzles were like just spot on, where it's like I didn't need a walkthrough. Nice. There weren't it, it was no you know pixel hunting or anything mm. like that. Everything was clear. Every you know most sometimes it's like okay, what do I have to do? Um, and it's usually just like. Okay, I didn't notice I have to do this thing. It's it's not brutally hard. There's no, you know, fail states or anything like that. So yeah, I I played it whilst listening to some podcasts. Mm. You know, um, even though the soundtrack's very good, and I'll probably try and listen to that separately. But um, yeah, it was just a nice cup of tea podcast game. Nice, probably nice. about four hours long. Mm. Yeah, cool. It's good. Good. I enjoyed it. Nice. Tohu, not tofu. Tohu. Mm-hmm. What did you play on? Uh, PC. I okay. played it on my Surface. I was just like, let me oh. just lie in bed this. So, Which Surface do you have, by the way? I think it's the Pro 4. I can't remember when that came out. Maybe 2015 or something? Jesus, it's, it's getting on, isn't it? New Surface yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I was curious because... Long. I was going to say, because I know you've had a Surface for a while. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's good it's to know these here. things mm-hmm. can can play i mean obviously it's not like like the medium or anything um but uh like it you know it's good to know that these things last yeah um i did have one weird thing i think it was just like a driver issue or something where or whatever the battery issue where it wasn't charging but that was like okay i left it i was like i need to sort out this problem when i have time and then when i had time it resolved itself. <laughs> it's just like okay Sorted. And now it's fine, but yeah. Good as new. Nice. Nice. Perfect. Mm. Uh, And segues quite nicely in at all. 
talking of tech problems to the medium. Oh, yes. I want to hear about Patricia this. Patricia Arquette. I, I might oh, use the toilet yeah. and come back in, but I want to hear about the medium. So you can. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'll just talk about the gen- generic notion of the medium while you do your thing. Okay. So medium is a adventure slash horror game. It, uh, kind of. Um, there are some puzzles mm-hmm. and some jump scares, but it's very much like a. Somewhere between adventure game and walking simulator with a strong horror narrative, I would mm-hmm. say. Having played uh, four or five hours of it, something like that, maybe three, four. Uh, it's it's a next gen game. In that it's a PS5 game. No Xbox. No Xbox, Xbox Series yes. X yes. exclusive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got them rays being traced. Uh, all kinds of bells and whistles, but it is essentially a, like a walking simulator in a pretty-ish world. Uh, it's uh, I played it on uh, uh, PC Game Pass mm-hmm. through the Xbox app on Windows 10. Um, I have a reasonably high-spec computer right now, some sort of uh, you know a 2070 graphics card, a bunch of RAM. It's not super old processor, etc. Uh, it, it plays like we've Battlefront Two at Ultra, no problem. Um, and uh, well, let's just so I find the so the big hook of the game is that you are a person who like um, clearly sees ghosts, but also occasionally circumstance will cause you to sort of split and then also see the spirit realm mm. uh, and you kind of exist in both the regular it's not like you get transported to the spirit realm it's like hey the spirit realm is like layered on top of um the regular realm and if there's a staircase in the spirit realm there probably was a staircase or in the regular realm there's probably a staircase in the spirit realm although if the staircase broke in one it might not it might be there in the other uh, and so the big gimmick is it literally splits and then renders two scenes simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, on the controller, X is, like, your use button in the real world, and A is your use bun- button in the spiritual world. And you sort of, your your limited puzzle solving is, like, bouncing between or, like, trying to navigate where, like, the left side of your screen says there's no staircase, and the right side of your screen says there is a staircase. And, like, how do I deal with this? And you you get gains of powers, like, for a brief amount of time, a couple minutes less, maybe like two, um, you can like hit B and then you will like astrally project and then your physical body stays put and your um, your spiritual body can go wander about, but it slowly starts degrading. And if you don't jump back in time, you get a game over, um, which it doesn't tell you. You just have to figure that out the first time. Um, I mean, it tells you something's going wrong, but it doesn't tell you you will die. Like, the first time it happened, I just sort of let it happen because I assumed I would bounce back to my body instead of having to hit the button to bounce back to my body. So all the puzzles... So some of the puzzles are are like jump to the spirit realm, figure out how to get... open the path up such that you can then rebind with your body so now you can walk with both bodies through the map, essentially. Mm -hmm. And some of it is like you can absorb. There's like these weird 
essentially campfires in the spirit realm where you can absorb power and your arm has little rings on it and then you Stark can souls. kind of yeah <laughs> but not really uh much it's, less it's, so action the, the, the powers actually reminded me a bit of control but that's probably just because i played a bunch of control in the past couple of weeks but like you have a shield and you have like a you can like fire the your energy into a thing after absorbing it with right trigger there's, um, like, there's no there's no combat is there no <laughs> i mean you can shield your way through moths and if you don't you die <laughs> but like the, the, you, you, um, you got and to, there's a bad yeah, guy so who got starts to, hunting you, got you. To a point last night where you were uh, fully in the spirit realm Yes. Being hunted by this large, very tall, winged demon Mothman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I called him a Mothman, but that's just because there's moths in other parts of the game. <laughs> Chase, why Mothra? Yeah. But you couldn't do anything. Oh, I wish it was Mothra. You no. could basically but hide yeah, sorry, you were saying. and then move. And then hide and then move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And so, so I will say, when I had got used the campfire, a spiritual campfire, the first time the bad guy caught me i could use my entire charge of campfire energy with the right trigger and then it would make him like dissipate into a, a, a cloud of moths and then reappear somewhere else and so it's basically like a yeah i'd rather one big mothra than all those little moths oh yeah it, it's it's creepy um so yeah and so like i think so it's like a hey if you find a place to charge up and you recharge up you kind of get a oh i fucked up Get out, get out of moth free once. Mm. Um, and I thought in the initial segment that I was really frustrated by that you, it, it kind of seemed like there was no way around, and so it was like, you've got a charge, but like he's going to stand here, he's not going to move, so you're just going to have to like get caught by him, blow up your charge, and then have a weird navigating between creeping behind random bro- um, like desks and crates, essentially. While he like talks and looks around and slowly stalks at you, um, and that's like okay. It's one of those things where the first time you see him, it, like you know, it's a it's a it's a thing that always happens in horror stuff, right? Mm. It the the potential is always scarier than the actual. So especially when he's just like a wandering around Mothman, like it's not scary. It just got frustrating because he was one hit. He's a one hit kill. If he catches up to you, you die and deal with the checkpointing system, which is, I would say, my number one gripe. So gameplay-wise, <laughs> it's my number one gripe. Um, so I so I really like the idea of this game. I like the idea that you're this orphan who's doesn't you called to a place. You don't quite get why. Your surrogate parent has just died. You literally, he runs a funeral parlor and you have to prep him. And there's some decent world building it's interesting and then you like go to this hotel where the plot happens uh, because some guy called you saying you got to come and you're like i guess i don't know what else am i going to do i thought you were an adult woman yeah you are yeah yeah but your oh. surrogate father isn't the guy who helped raise you uh so I, yeah. I thought she was an orphan so she she was an i've heard the wrong thing oh she wasn't all oh, right okay so her right. foster okay. she's a grown up orphan <laughs> she yes she is a a woman who was orphaned uh, <laughs> okay. who has secret powers and uh one of her foster parents the one who she seemed to have stayed with uh, we don't know quite at what age she'd like joined him um has died when the plot starts 
and he ran a funeral parlor and you're dealing with him and that's how you sort of it's a really nice narrative introduction to you see dead people because you like have to deal with the emotional trauma of like seeing dead people (laughs) seeing your father right essentially and having to be like oh he does like help him move on or whatever Mm -hmm. like doing that sort of hard thing that you've done hundreds of times as the games points out but it's never as hard as this but yeah so so, and so you're like figuring out the character's powers and her history while you're also trying to figure out there's some massacre happened at this hotel and you're trying to find some, the guy who called you, and then you're also trying to find other things as, as you try to unravel the story that happened X years in the past at this hotel. Um, but then you bump into, like, Crazy Mothman, and he hunts you down, and um, it does... So, it it does no save states except checkpoints, and it's really... It's just a small, like, autosave icon. It doesn't really tell you when the last checkpoint was, and you could if you missed it, you have no idea how far back you'll get. And some of the checkpoints are, like, in really aw- awkward places. Mm. Um, so, again, when the Mothman appears, he one-hit kills you. But in one section, I'm oh. in the spirit realm, and you have to use your a razor to cut through a seal in front of a door that's, like, skin. And it took, no word of lie, three minutes to slowly cut through part of this was performance issues which i'll get into later but even when i dumped the like the settings down it was still like you're literally like like imagine uh like five and a half foot skin and then you've got this ratty i don't want to imagine (laughs) that thank you imagine it lucy fair enough yeah you've got a you've got a thing that resembles a straight razor and you're like carving through, but like the pace is literally. Sorry, uh, podcast listeners, but it's. Lucy? Adam's hand is moving. Oh, very sorry. Slow. I have to. It's performative. Yeah. So, art. this is the top. I'm doing this. <laughs> okay. And then if it, if the skin happens, its seam happens to go that way, and I don't notice because it's vibrating the exact same way on my controller, I just sit there for a bit, and I'm like, oh, shit, I have to do that. <laughs> and there's no the way angle. of skipping it, and it's like. So, so I finally get through this. Then I have to use my like power through some moths. Then I put a mask I found on a dead guy. So there's like a bunch of like small actions I need to take, which were good the first time. And then the first time I put the mask on the guy, which frees his soul, Mothman appears, and I didn't think I had to worry about him because he wasn't telegraphed. So I'm just like. Last time I saved someone in the spirit realm with a mask, it was like, here's a cat statue. Now you can do something else. So I'm like, oh, I wonder what I'll get from this. Oh, it turns out Mothman will appear and immediately kill me. And where's the checkpoint? Before I cut the goddamn skin. (laughs) And it's like, fuck you, game. That's awful. That is so poorly planned. Imagine how long it would take to butcher a pig, though. That's what it wants to butcher. (laughs) I imagine. Yeah, but, but, like... These scraping are, off all of that skin. It's not it's not no, like in Red Dead mate. 2 where you just go, yeah. Just, oh, but just boil you're not, it you're first. <laughs> it's easy, it comes off easy then. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Lucy, you're not you're not like skinning a thing. It's like someone has taken a skin and stretched it across a doorway and you're like, Oh no, this doorway I can't get through because someone has stretched a big like uh, like stretched that? skin across. Was it Mothman it. who did it? I don't know, I haven't finished the game. I suspect you'll never find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um does does it does it feel like that too 
you know, dual universe kind of thing. Does that feel different? Because um, that seems like what the game was marketed on. So that I, I, I like it. Uh, unfortunately, it's mostly a couple of gimmicks they reuse. Like, it's just, it's just like, oh, okay, find the key. And so for a lot of times, it's like, find the special object, but you have to hit this button and do it slightly quicker. You can't meander about because you have to go to the spirit realm. That's it, right? And then you bounce back and do the thing. There's not a lot of, like, interesting mechanics. It's like they pasted this mechanic on top of the adventure, an adventure game. It's not doing anything spectacularly different. Um, and, and again, a bunch of scenes happen where you're, you're, you've just met. Like you, so it does the split thing, but then also you find out you can now think you found a cat statue, which lets you trans, like go into, through a mirror into the other world. So your whole body is in the other world. You're not in the split consciousness. So like the scene I was describing, I, w- I was in the spirit world. So I wasn't doing the split thing anymore because the new mechanic they gave me was forget the split thing. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, like that was the interesting thing you were doing. Now I'm just doing adventure game stuff with, uh, you know, different textures loaded. Um, yeah. So that's kind of disappointing. Uh, I like what the, the story is intriguing enough for me uh but i really struggled with like i said the checkpointing these insta kills um but mostly it's just fucking terrible on the pc <laughs> it's just an awful awful port i don't know how else to say that because like when i dump things down to low 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 cutting through the skin took i think maybe a third less time than it did the first time i did it um but there's really weird things like every time that so it, it's does that classic horror game thing of i want to be a horror film so i'm going to do a lot of like engine generated scenes that you have no control over mm-hmm. but every time one of those happens in this game it it uses so like almost double the ram and everything gets choppy for a while afterwards until the game can unload things when it should be the opposite if you if if the if i don't have to put any input your engine should, should be, be on like in, yeah. yeah super low key instead it's like i'm going in overkill like what do you did you load an ai that had to like navigate it all that stuff itself i don't know it just it and and then also so and the, because it's like one of these games they do small versions of that every once in a while which means you're constantly hitting these pinwheel moments of like and now things are kind of really slow and like the controls aren't super tight to begin with and then you can't tell if this is like memory lag or just an overflow you have to wait out or nope this is just a weird part um so that sucks that hopefully can get fixed but why why it sucks so much why it really started frustrating me is because this is a tank control game what it's got tank controls Basically, yeah. Like so, where it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. So if I hit left and my my character goes to their left. Oh my god! Just stuff. I'm done with this game. I. It gets worse. I'm Lucy, sorry. Because, that, that, like because no, it, it it does all these cinematic type type um, transitions. Like when you so cinematic type, but not really well done. So uh, like there's. Like, you walk through a room, and then it's like, okay, now I'm going to cut to a different angle of the same room. But also... 
So is uh, it like fixed perspective? If it's fixed perspective, I keep trying to use the right stick to do anything, and I can't. It, I mean, um, I, I don't mind tank controls, but that's when I'm playing a game that's 20 years old, and it's exactly, designed yeah. with tank control. Is this trying to do some kind of, like, throwback, uh, so, do so the whole horror thing? I think it is. Like, like uh, some of the press and early reviews were like, spiritual successor to Silent Hill or something, and it's not. Um, <laughs> I need to play this game. I mean, oh, it's on I, it's on Game Pass, I, so you can just download. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I was never even going to download it, but I need it's, to see it's what. It's not this worth is. it. I mean, you can. No, I want to see the VOD. I just want to see. Oh my god, this has tank controls. And is there is it. there an Xbox One X version? Yeah, so that's the version most reviews had. Oh no, is it? Is the oh no, One the X. Xbox one series. X. Oh, I don't know. X. Yeah, yeah. Right, I forgot. I got I got which tripped up by the One X series. You've got an Xbox One. I don't think there is X, haven't you? That's the old one. Yeah, yeah. So Ben's asking if, if it's only a is next it only gen a next game. gen plus PC title? Yeah, I'm sure I, if I, I even I though Microsoft it, so. said there were no next gen exclusives, so then it won't be. It'll probably just be a, like force no ray tracing mm. build, right? So the ray tracing is really pretty, but it and like the graphics are. Pretty, but not worth the load. So, like, it's clearly like a bunch of individual weeds when you're going into the forest being rendered and moved, but they're not doing anything, uh, and that means that the optimization is really shouldn't be so terrible. Um, but yeah, so I want to go back to the tank controls because the thing I said on stream is so I don't know if you're familiar with this notion of the line in cinema when you cut between shots, you want to keep. Imagine a line in the middle of the frame, mm, and when yeah, you yeah. cut between different perspectives, you want characters to remain it's on their side the of the line. Yeah, uh, like a like like yeah. So, so it's like a a vertical line in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So so I can cut there. sort of at different angles, but you don't want to confuse me by making this person suddenly appear on the right when they were on the left. So continuity of the shot is. It could be a widely different shot, but you want to keep them vaguely on the same side so that it's easy to attract characters, especially if it's dark or whatever. This is a horror oh, game, remember. Um, not, they don't it, obey it, the line at all. So, And it's like I hit this point of the room and now it's deciding to switch perspectives. And then the number of times I'm holding left and then it means that I'm like going whoop because I, it's changed perspectives on me. So now I'm now... I'm going left, and then my character is suddenly surging towards the door. What is that? No, you flipped. Xbox Series X, X uh, is X. for this game. You know you're in mirror, right? Yes, you can still. Oh, I can't read. Remember, I can read the long <laughs> word. Required. Required. That's interesting. Oh, I didn't think that existed. No, it's an it's um, an exclusive. I thought. I thought they said every I game thought it was, was coming to standard. everything. Oh, you're saying I... Microsoft lied? Oh, shock. <laughs> shock and awe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised because it runs like absolute dog shit on a decent <laughs> PC. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is... It was unplayable, and like, the character animations and stuff aren't great. Like, it's like a last-gen sort of dead-eyed facial expression type thing. 
Uh, like I did, except for ray tracing, which even when I turned off didn't really help much. Uh, I, I I had to play things on super low, and when I dumped it yeah. up to medium, the medium, um, it, it still was kind of barely passable, which shouldn't be the case. And and again, still had even on low in some of these like switches between um, programmed uh, machinima, basically, right um, moments, uh, and me controlling the character. We still had these weird, like, bottleneck feeling moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, between the tank controls uh, not obeying the line and the controls kind of being a bit gummy, it, it's just like the gimmick that they kind of abandoned for at least an hour of the, my, the, my last hour that I played. It was like, okay, well, now, now I'm just playing a bad adventure game with an insta kill demon. I mean, I'm so intrigued. I want to download this on my PC. <laughs> or I could just watch the VOD. Or I could just zip that, um, you know, that Silent Hill Two folder I've got for you. Oh, do that. Ooh, yeah, oh, do, do that. that. Yeah, do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and just send um, it over. It sucks because I, I, I was in the mood for a spooky game. I hadn't played one in a long time. It's not mm-hmm. that spooky. It's like. There's Would like I be the odd afraid? Jump scare, but okay. um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to play it. I guess is the problem oh. is be, on the PC definitely because it's just the things that are interesting aren't interesting enough to outweigh the bad gameplay and horrible optimization. Uh, if you had an Xbox Series X, I and you really like this type of game. Your mileage may vary, but again, it's mostly walking simulator with a couple really janky gameplay moments. Yeah. That like, sounds ben, like I, ben, I could, the I, team's games. Yeah, ben, like, I played ben, Layers of Fear, and I didn't. I liked Layers of Fear enough. This is not as good. It was okay. It, it was yeah. just like okay. I I I, I don't want to hate, but I just think, how did this? Studio gets so much press. <laughs> you know? I think like, a lot of people got afraid, like got legit scared in Layers of Fear. It also was doing. It was the first of that wave of. It wasn't the first though. Wasn't it was that? like it was like in the middle slash yeah, end of that it, wave. It, it was much more in the middle. You you had things like Outlast and stuff. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm misremembering the order. Yeah. That, so. It, it it seemed like it came on like the the crest of that mm-hmm. wave maybe just yeah. before everything started to, to just tank. But um, I heard that they Controls? recovered their <laughs> development costs uh, nah. in the first week, which is which is good. So uh, you know I'm pleased for them at least. But yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully I, they can put that into like fixing some things. Unfortunately, like I said, mm-hmm. like it's not just the optimization, the the ga- actual gameplay, the the controls, the like the controls are already archaic and not worth the homage in my opinion but also the yeah, fact that like you're, you're like forced scene cuts because it's always a fixed camera um so if i want to get to this point you will make me jump through and i won't know i can't just walk right i have to walk and then as soon as something flashes let go of the controller to see which way i now need to push the controller yeah um, i mean tank that's control just seems bad like, yeah it seems like something for a game for a studio, a really small indie studio who, who are like put a game on itch and they want to, you know, it's in that PS1 film grain or something. Mm. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a somehow this is a tentpole game for Xbox, and it's like Xbox have bit on the wrong horse. 
more times than you can imagine. That you could only be that rich and bet I mean, on the wrong horse so many times. But, they, but I don't it, think they have. I don't think they have because so many people, at least in the press, have played this on a Series X, which it's optimized for, and it's been getting like eight, nines, tens, nine and a halves, which, four point five stars. But the content you know, of like, the game from. Anecdotally, from what it is saying, like other people. Like, yeah, but I mean, I it's not my genre. If 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 I you guess, yeah. also, I actually suspect that like if it was your genre, the medium, um, like it. Sorry, if it wasn't your genre, then if you hadn't, you could you could feel like this is fresh enough, right? Like if you don't play these games often, if you like mm. you'd be like, oh yeah, this is an adventure game that jumps at me, scares mm. me, and there's atmosphere. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm glad they recoup there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. It means, it, means, just, it means more games. Like, it means more people in work uh, uh, being able yeah. to put out stuff. Also, and being able to put out interesting stuff. And it, it might not quite work, but it's interesting, right? It's 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 different. Yeah. It's something new. It just seems like more high profile than it, it sh- sh- should yeah. be. In a crappy way of saying it, like, I don't think Believer Team's games have hit... No, like to, uh, to, to, to Observer went that kind massively of like... under the radar, right? Which Observer, one? and they yeah. had layers of fear too, yeah. and like nobody Bad. really talks about. It. <laughs> yeah. So the and one the Blair thing... Witch game, which was that Bloober no team? Really I think was that Blair Witch? Wow. Was it? I don't think it was. Was it? Was it? I thought it was. The one that came out on Switch um, and I mean everything. Oh, it was. Last, it was. Oh, last so year. That's why. That, that was well year? reviewed. No, that I heard that was like tepid reception. Uh, so it was well reviewed on release, and then it it just didn't have any like staying power. Like no one, if it wasn't, yeah. which is the biggest problem with what well reviewed means, right? Is because if only if the only reviews you really find are the ones pre release. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it came up August twenty nineteen. Oh right, okay. Wow. Well, um, and the last and update on say, Steam was like, July twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's a more of a niche uh, genre, and I think yeah. people who like those kind of games really like them. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, the other know, thing like I will you, say yeah. is, despite me ragging on it um, and like really being frustrated by the the lack of PC optimization, because um, I played it for First Looks Tuesday for almost two hours, hour mm-hmm. and a half, something like that, before it was like. Literally, it was like, I could... Like, I'm just stopping now because this game is so kind of broken right in this state. Uh, when we pushed today's episode, we pushed to today from yesterday, I'm like, oh, we should probably stream something uh, in, in the usual tanked up slot. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'll just try more of it. And I want to say that because I went back and I went back to stream and be that person who can't just say fuck this smash smash because i'm on the public right and like i i definitely had some moments where i was i think the most frustrated i've ever been on a streamed game uh was was that section of hiding between boxes where it was unclear how to get past and it was just like insta kill now what do you do insta kill now what do you do and to this like I don't actually know how i juked him that first time and then it was like a cakewalk I, i i feel like i got like i bugged through one interaction, and that just got me past this bit. Because that's Ben. I was like, 
five or six times easy through that section. And yeah. like, I don't think there was a clear way of, like, I sat and watched him do a loop, and I'm like, cool, he did the loop. He's starting the loop again. I'll go through. Now I'll run because I don't can't crouch and walk. It'll be too too short a time. He still he like accelerated it's, it's, into me. Yes, it was like yes. what? I wish I'd watched, but I was deep in. in yeah, no, no. I was I was on a different plane of existence. I mean that's fine. I, I I don't think it was worth watching unless you like hearing me go. I, I would have enjoyed seeing you um, yeah, curse at the game. So and luckily that's on the internet now. Mm. So yeah, um, but yeah, so so I thought maybe so i started thinking hey if this is any good i might try and do several like bonus streams because it's like an eight ten hour game like ah if i do two hours on tuesday and i like it maybe i'll just like sprinkle a few through and finish a game i don't like unless there's a huge patch of stability but even then like i don't think it's good like it wasn't gripped enough even if it was optimally made i think Mm. Mm -hmm. but it's hard to tell because i was so like annoyed Worked up yeah. exactly in the wrong ways the game wanted me to yeah. be. So, that's the game I Joy. played. Let's finish there for this week, then. Not a bit of a downer, but... Mm. Hey, it's me. Shall, Overcritical shall, shall, Adil. Shall I um, just briefly talk about this other beer that I cracked? Yes, oh, so absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, shit. We'll, we'll, we'll move back into the beers that we have drank. Lucy, you have opened another beer. Was it a stout? Yeah. It's very yes. dark. It wasn't the triple IPA that mm. I thought it was, because uh, I don't read anything before I just shove it in the fridge. Um, <laughs> this is from Lervig, and it is a 11% uh, Mash Collab Imperial Stout brewed with Lervig using ginger and vanilla. Nice. Mm. And it's thick, <laughs> it's, it's, it's dense. Nice. It's eleven percent. Um, it's 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 the beer you've supped, unlike yes, the other two, I which went never, back very quickly. <laughs> I I could never um, uh, knock this back because it's heavy. Mm. It's got it's, mm. it's, it's it's got like um it's got fruitiness to okay. it. Though. It's, it's almost figgy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's almost like a barley, a heavy barley wine almost, because right. it's got like, it's got even more fruit than like chocolate and coffee to it, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's a ginger overpowering uh, the mm. vanilla, but um, yeah, it's thick and dense nice. and stouty and yeah, almost like a heavy barley wine. So <laughs> did you? Did... I'll probably conk out before I finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, I- including that, including that, which was your preference for this week? Um, I think it's a snake oil. Okay. Um, from... Irony. WBB. West Berkshire mm. Brewery. West Berkshire Brewery. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't go with any, go in with any expectations for either of them, because I had no idea what they were. Uh, sure, okay. Yeah. But... But yeah, they but I was pleasantly surprised by both of them. To be honest, mm. the Pilsner was light, refreshing, crisp. Um, but yeah, I just think uh, the the overwhelming pininess and uh, and bitterness of that um, snake oil is not something you usually get. Usually, you know, double IPAs that they are more focused on 
like fruit nowadays yeah. and you're not always getting you know fruit and dankiness that's all like your beer bin was it the goose one that was the double both of them both of them are doubles oh, oh. okay yes um but yeah this is this was just like unapolog- unapologetically bitter mm-hmm. and piney and it's like i think i think i grew more accustomed to it at the start but um right off the bat it was just like damn this is very dry this is very uh not strong in its alcohol because it's like it was quite thin it was easily going yeah. down but quite strong in its um in that bitterness which i which i like mm. you know we always say on here that we like our bitter yes, beers absolutely um yeah so snake oil from west berkshire hmm. brewery who oh, i'm gonna have to Gonna have to look out for nice. in the future. Good. Uh, Adam. Did you yes, have a reference this week? I do. Which is it? Oh, you want to know what the reference <laughs> is. Uh, I actually so they it's I have a clear preference, but I want to highlight mm-hmm. that both of these are very interesting non standard beers mm-hmm. that sort of do a unique thing really well. Um the dry hop wheat was very very good um i really like how the dry hopping kind of gave it a citrus and a um tropical taste that pulled the um traditional more traditional sort of uh wheat beer tastes into more of a dankier territory but kept that consistent it wasn't it wasn't jarring it was just like i've never had a beer quite like this because they're doing this interesting thing but the Tempest Chai Cutter, um, it's just so good and interesting. The the amount of lactose in this milk stout is quite low. It's just enough to sort of help balance out the chai spices, which again, except for maybe the cardamom, is sort of you have to like tune in to like find the other bits that are actually in here, like the like the ginger, the fennel. The mm-hmm. vanilla is there on the finish. Again, it's just a, such a well-balanced beer. Um, I like that it doesn't taste like a chai. Mm-hmm. It just has chai taste in it. I think that's crucial to why I like this beer, because it's not a... Yeah, it's a beer that is tastes like blah. It's like, oh, this is giving me the tasting notes that sort of linger off of having good, strong chai in the stout, but in the stout, not just like having a sip of chai 30 seconds later having a stout and be like oh these tastes are interesting it's like ah the taste curve is giving me that those ins and outs of of those spices really well and again they're they're just subdued enough to make sure that it's still a stout Mm -hmm. a slightly sweet stout so you're saying if i just drop some royal (laughs) chai into my stout here do it i wouldn't be able to do it I would, but <laughs> I mean, wait till you've got like a tiny bit left, right? Yeah. Yes. Don't ruin it. No, because it has to steep. Steep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm saying it's not what you suggested. I suspect they did not do that, and that's why I suspect. <laughs> well, to be honest, these sachets barely taste like chai anyway. So. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's oh, a cheap substitute. Good. Um, for me. This week, it's very, very hard to pick. But I think I'm going to go with the Pomona Island. 
The Emager Derper. Mm. The, the Goose, goose Island. One. That was my prediction. Okay. Do you think... Why didn't they call it Goose Island? Why do they call Goose Island Goose I imagine Island? they'd have been sued. No, I'm saying like Pomona Island, Goose. Goose uh, on the can. I imagine Island. they'd have been sued to high hell for, for something <laughs> yeah. like that. They should do a collaboration. <laughs> Maybe. Goose Maybe for Maybe they would. Um, oh, did you both know beers are good. That uh, Goose Island uh, opened a place? in Lincoln Park. Goose Island Brewery opened in Lincoln Park, Chicago. You mean they opened for Lincoln Park? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they tried so hard. <laughs> How far did they get? Doesn't even matter. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> perfect. Oh, no. It doesn't matter what beer I've drank this evening. That's it. We're done. <laughs> the, 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 the perfect ending to this episode. I like this I one. I like the Pomona Island with a fucking goose on it. But <laughs> I was going to mention a song then I realised that if that was Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's really good. Oh, oh dear. Um, I like both beers. They're both good beers. <laughs> the the Wylam is is a dipper. You can't. It's unmistakably a dipper. The Pomona Island. It's like the Fred Durst it, of beers. It, yes, exactly. Red <laughs> red cap and all. Uh, mm, that's taken on a slightly different meaning, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, the Pomona. <laughs> Which one would you do for the nookie? <laughs> and which one would you put up your? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one. This one's going up there every day. Um, it's just like it's balanced. It's easy. It's a good beer. <sighs> They're the beers. They're the games. Good. Let's, Ooh, let's, I think we let's, learned a lot about Ben today. What he likes up is is balanced and easy. Wait, how do we get back to Lincoln Park here? Um, I don't know. Something about being what have something we about done? Being numb, uh, <laughs> I, I only good things. Wait, what song have we gone into now? <laughs> isn't it I what know. I've done? <laughs> That's Look. Lincoln Park, isn't it? So, what so I've done. It does. Yeah, Lincoln ben, Park. What part of the show are we um, at? Oh, we're in the end. <laughs> Lincoln Park, what rolled I've around done. again. Released in... Doesn't yeah. matter what, in, what part we're in. Um, yeah, there we go. 2007. It was on the Transformers soundtrack. What I've done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, you can dude. get all of us and I give had... us your Limp Bizkit <laughs> slash Lincoln Park recommendations at Tanked Up Cast. Or you can go to outoflives.net and comment on any article you like and talk to us about Lincoln Park or Limp Bizkit. Lucy, what have you got? Oh, they're your, your Beast Wars. Your Beast Wars Transformers. Oh, you got them. Beast Wars. Yes, I got... Well, two have arrived. I'm still waiting for the Rat Man and Optimus rat- Prime. The Rat Man? You mean Rat Trap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call Rat Trap was my favorite from Beast Wars. Don't you rat, man like that rat Trap? New York, well, or like Jersey ice. <laughs> oh, it's because he's like the scouty, yeah. like spunky dude. That was definitely my. And therefore, he's from Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, at least, at least he's uh, not Italian American. Like, hey. 
Oh, yeah. see, I was a rat trap dino bot. That was, was my sort of youth. Cheetor, for sure. Mm. You like the wide-eyed youth? Yes, and he was yeah. a cheetah, so... It's a good... Uh, see, cheetahs are, were my, one of my favorite animals growing up, but I liked Rat Trap's personality more. That's His original um, Transformer was awful, though. I had the Cheetor one because it was a good <laughs> Transformer. The Rat Trap was literally just, like, two giant flaps... <laughs> That were his like side and legs. Yeah, it's like, and it was like yeah. this is awful. You just like this is just a brick that you like fold old, like, like old limbs into and then flap yes. down. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. legometus. Yeah. Good. Right. We are at Tanks and Cast almost everywhere. You can go to outoflives.net to check out all of the articles, podcasts, videos, streams, all of those sorts of things. If you want to maximize exactly. your interest. Oh dear. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitch. <laughs> Uh, whenever you like, we're around all week. We do various different things. I am at Nova underscore forty-seven. Lucy is Juicy Lucy Nine. Adel is the Omniarch. On most of the gaming platforms we are on, on most of the social media that we are also on, they're all of the things. They're the beers we drank. They're the games we played. That's probably it. I would give either of you a last word, but I'm afraid that we'll be here for a while. So we've been tagged up. Bye bye. Bye, we're only recording when Liverpool play, because when we record, Liverpool lose. <laughs> Bye. Maximize! <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net